Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Sook. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. This is malicious fecal distribution. Do you believe? Shut up. Hello? Am I bugging you, Ron? You got baby nuts. Welcome back. Please have you on here. Roger uh, Goodle, uh, Commissioner Goodle. Oh, Goodle. Nah, Commissioner Goodle. There's so many boobs that are in front of microphones. Wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. Darn it. Remember the all-star game guy? Tonga Valawa. They brought out like the Chevy sponsor guy to like, like oh, hand yeah. out the trucks. That guy. He was having like a panic attack and he uh, <laughs> handed over the keys and said, oh, the technology and stuff, that guy? Yeah. Keyed all over himself. To Madison Bumgar. Yeah. He was like, uh, he was like uh, Chris Farley. <laughs> Remember that time that you pitched and you won on the truck that was awesome here's some technology uh. mariano <laughs> roger uh goodle uh, commissioner uh, goodle da, da, commissioner da. Well, we have nate mcmullen you da. know so many good ones and finally but not last winner of the golden boot the tournament top scorer god. and the golden ball the best player Whoa. megan rapinoe god <laughs> it's not even her name megan rapinoe speak for yourself i love me some megan rapinoe amazing rest in peace richard lewis by the way yeah he died and that's sad because richard lewis's greatness well he was greatness yes i have a clip you want to play uh you want to hear a little richard lewis give me a little richard lewis curb which is kind of for for this generation he's that's probably what he's most known for 
Yeah, but I mean, back in the day, he was a hell of a comic, stand-up oh, yeah. comic. Well, really I mean, funny, naturally funny dude, Richard Lewis. Yeah, he was in uh, the John Candy's last one, Wagons East, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He had the with the sitcom Anything But Love. <laughs> he was a bigger deal, I think, back in the yeah in in the uh, you know in the eighties and nineties, and, and then he kind of had a, a resurgence there with uh, with but Curb. Dude's greatness and yep. Curb. Your, he's he's big on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I would I would uh, state I would state this. You going best recurring character? I think he's better than um, Jeff. Or uh, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. I think he's better than Jeff. Yeah. I, I think Larry and Richard, when they get together on that show, it is, it's gold every time. Like, I. And, I, it, and it's, it's all, so and it's good. all improv. Him yeah. And, and, uh, the, you can tell it's improv. The other guy that passed away, I forget, to, Super Dave Osborne, the guy that played Funkhauser. Yeah. Um, Why well, can't I think of his name? Dave Osborne. Yeah. <laughs> That was a character he played. I forget what his actual name was, but like those are just Larry's friends, and so they would he, he brought them on there, and they would just kind of riff. And it's funny that they we just had the like two episodes ago we had the whole bit where Larry and Richard Lewis were putting in each other's wills. This is the the clip. I did Wordle again today. I'm a Wordle wizard. Man. Okay, wait a minute. I got to set this up. This is but they're playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're just this just gives you a taste of. If you don't watch Curb, Larry David and Richard Lewis just playing off one another. They're just so good every time. And they're playing golf, and uh, what you're going to hear is... So, <laughs> Larry was hanging out on a bench behind the driving range, and he overheard... He was eavesdropping on a golf coach giving a lesson to a guy. Yeah. And that's what you'll hear him describing to Richard Lewis is... He, he kind of stole, and the golf pro gets mad because he's like, hey, you didn't pay for this. He's stealing a lesson. And, but he says it's like the best golf tip he ever got, and he's telling Richard Lewis about it. I did Wordle again today. I'm a Wordle wizard, man. I did it in three tries. That's three really? days in a row, man. Wow, you're really on a good streak. I'm on a huge streak. That's right. All right, let's see if I can continue my streak. I know, you've been unbelievable. What is this all about? How are you doing this? You know why? I sat on a bench this morning and overheard a lesson. So I've had thousands of hours of lessons. Two minutes on that bench, this guy changed my life. What kind of tips? Vertical drop. Yeah. Horizontal tug. Horizontal tug? Vertical drop. Horizontal tug. Now, I've dropped before, yeah. but I've never tugged. And now I'm tugging. Maybe I should tug. You gotta tug. Can you teach me how to tug? I'll teach you how to tug. This is fantastic. Can I tell you something? Sure. I think this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. How is something good happening to me? No one on the planet would believe that you're happy. How is this possible? <laughs> well, I have better news for you. I'm leaving you in my will. I'm tweaking it, and you're in it. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. It's done. You're in. I don't want to be in it. I have money. I don't need it. Give it to someone who needs it. When I die, I want you to know how much I care about you. I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it to charity. You're my best friend. You're getting it. No. I'm making a Sherman-esque statement about the will right now. I'm sick of your historical references. <laughs> if nominated, I will not run. If bequeathed, I will not accept. Well, I'm bequeathing. Well, I'm not accepting. Well, you'll have to accept. Don't give it to me. Don't hurt my feelings. I'm not going to keep a penny of it. You're hurting me. Thank you, but I don't want it. I'm giving it to you anyway, pal. Oh, my God. F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> Those two guys are freaking gold. Yeah. And that's probably them just riffing off of one another. Yes, and it's like every they're best friends on the show, but they, all they do is hate, hate each other. There's so many great moments <laughs> on on that show. Like there was once where they're they're trying to get to the restaurant early to pay for the other one because they they don't want the other one to pay, 
and Larry shows up 15 minutes early, and Richard Lewis has already been there for for 15 minutes or 50 minutes before that. And there's this whole thing of the next time they show up, Richard Lewis is like, "Fine, I'll just get here before they even open." And it's just it's just this great back and forth. It really is a great comedy duo, and it's just sad that they were talking about funerals, and and he wasn't able to able to go to the premiere this year because he, he he's battling Parkinson's real bad, and um. I didn't see exactly what he he died from. I just saw that he they didn't he, he passed away at seventy six. So Larry David issued a statement. Well, he put out a a very Larry David esque uh, tweet, and he said, or I don't know, on social media. Yeah. And he said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital, and for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today, he made me sob, and for that, I'll never forgive him. That's and that's such an appropriate. <laughs> Tribute <laughs> from Larry, Larry David to Richard Lewis and Bob Einstein um, or Einstein. He that was the Ooh. Funkhauser. Yeah. That was the and he died uh, a year or two. There's ago. so many good characters on that show. Yeah, the, the, there's so many good recurring characters, and Richard Lewis was one of the best. And um, you know they've and now we'll, we'll get the the final you know because they've obviously filmed all all the episodes. So this will be Richard Lewis's last uh, to be his last. Work. Yeah, it's it's wild. He's so they're four episodes in, right, or Something three like or that, four. Yeah. He'll be in. Uh, you know, as they air the rest of the season. Yeah, and then that'll that'll be it. It's just it's uh, it's kind of sad when you you're seeing people that you're just kind of used to uh, in those roles. And like I said, Larry David's no spring chicken either. I mean, that's you know, how se- old's Larry Bear? I think. Well, he said they were born three days apart, oh, so he's right. Yeah, seventy six. Richard Lewis was seventy six, so either he just turned seventy six, or my guess is he turned seventy seven this year. Mm-hmm. Which is why when when everyone asked like Larry David's like. Well, how do we know that this is it? You've always come back, and he goes, "I've never been seventy six before. That's why." Mm-hmm. Like, how many? How long do you want him to, you know, keep doing this? Like, you, you know, are we still doing curve episodes at eight eighty? Which, by the way, I think Larry David looks great for seventy six. It's also one of those guys too that has probably looked seventy since he was fifty. <laughs> no question, it's the Mick Jagger uh, sort of thing. He just have always looked old. So, do you know who's negotiating to be the next act to take up residency at Sphere in Vegas? I do not. Because that's the current one is you too. Well, their final weekend is coming up. Oh, they're shutting it down. They're almost done. Okay. You know they made four million a show. You too. Yeah. I mean, per show, dude. Well, everyone used to always make fun of acts for being Vegas acts, and then people realize how much money you can make for not really doing much of anything. They played there for over four months, and they made four million per show. Uh, the next act that is, uh, according to internet, negotiating for a residency this fall and winter, the Eagles. Oh, with Don Henley, and uh, and not yeah, not don't they have Fry's kid, and not Glenn Fry? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What I think they're doing. they have Fat Vince Gill, and I think they have the. Uh, oh, the, they have Vince Gill. I think Vince Gill is a permanent member, and then they've got uh, Fry's kid and. Am I wrong? Is John Mayer involved in that thing? No, he's Grateful Dead. Is he Grateful Dead? They should play there, and I think they are. Because when I was there, they were the the dead the Deadhead logo was on the sphere, so was it? They must be coming up. That'd be a cool show to see in there. Yeah, I, th- I think they were. They either have played already, or they're definitely going to. The de- dead and Friends. Yeah, they had a show. I I. Uh, so that's the one that Mayer's in, in, involved yeah. in. Yeah, he's the he's the new. The Grateful Dead guy, and everybody says he's great. Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, they, they've got uh, uh, Deacon uh, Fry and Vince Gill. Is Deacon Fry as big of a D as his dad? 
I don't God, know. That Eagles documentary is so good, but Glenn Fry is such an ass. Yes. And am I the only one who thinks it's a little weird like when you just get someone's kid to... Well, Van Halen did that, right? Well, he was their bass player. He wasn't their guitar player, but he did so some what? of that. They, but, but that's... But, I mean, but it's he, a kid. He does his own. Yeah, that is that is true. Well, so does Deacon. <laughs> what, what do you think? He doesn't play his own music? I, think it, I think it's a little weird. At least there's some uh, like founding members because like uh, who's the uh, who's the Southern rock band? Um, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I don't think they have. I don't even think there's a, a member anymore. Yeah, but if you play Freebird, you're Leonard Skinner. It's just it's very strange to me. Who's the guitarist guy? Who's the crazy guy? Uh, what? I, I forget his name for the Eagles. Um, oh, the one that Joe that, Walsh. Yeah, well, he's and, still shredding. He's right? still shredding. He's, he's awesome. there, and he was added at some point. I love him because he wasn't always. And then the the one that uh, everyone hated, or that uh, was um, oh the guy that wrote Hotel Cal- uh, uh, Don Felder, right? Like they, that was the one that uh, that Glenn Fry wanted to murder <laughs> in that Eagles documentary. And and he's always like crapping on everybody. Like there is a bunch of people in that that group that I think are a bit of a mess. Yeah, Walsh joined the Eagles in '75. Oh, I thought yeah, he, he was goes later way than back. That. No, he goes way back. Okay. Well, that'd be. Co- uh, I could see the Eagles. I would, but I again, I don't think that one gets me to Sphere. I'll tell you who gets me to Sphere: the Killers. The Killers get me to Sphere. You'd rather see the Killers than the Eagles, huh? But at the Sphere, yes. I mean, I'd go see the Eagles for sure. They're they're freaking greatness, dude. But yeah. like Don Henley to me is is I don't even need to see the Eagles. Can I just have Don Henley singing the Eagles? Because to be honestly, I don't need to see the Eagles. I just want to see Don Henley. What if he plays "Boys of Summer" over and over and over, <laughs> and then at the very end, "Hotel California." <laughs> That's, that's all, right. all you get. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't Can know. I mix I, in a desperado or I, something. I just feel like the sphere. What I want to do. Be, I, Dude, I've talked to people that have been there, and they say it's absolutely freaking amazing. Like, dude, the go. They said whatever you do, go to a show at Sphere. It's it's life changing. Like, huh. it's really good. See, I heard the opposite. Really? Yeah, from someone that's in the business. They gave it like, eh, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, see, I it's everybody I've talked to. It's awesome. Um, now I don't know how the hell they're going to make money, but who cares about that? Yeah, but it's going to be expensive. To get a ticket there, if if it's going to be that expensive, I want to see a band that I really am fired up to see. And in the Eagles, yeah. you know it's it's funny yeah. that you you mentioned the Killers and that I have nothing against the Killers, but the Killers suffer from the same fate like with the Giants. I hate the San Francisco Giants simply because of dirt. Mm. <laughs> dirt has made me hate, and in some ways, Buckley has made me hate the Giants when they're not really a hateable team. And this is no fault of the Killers, but you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Yes. I kind you. of hate the Killers simply because every bar, I love going to, to like piano bars, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of those. I like karaoke bars. I I just if I hear Mr. Brightside one more time, I may just I may end it all. And it makes me hate the Killers. And I shouldn't hate the Killers. They're a fine band. But I hate that song. With a fiery passion from hell. Yeah, I actually like that song, but that's not, I mean... No, it's just... They've I, done so much good music. They have, and this is why I said it is unfair, but when I think of the Killers, all I think about is, oh my God, I, wa- I don't want to punch the Killers in the face, I want to punch Mr. Brightside right in the face. And it bothers me that everyone that requests Mr. Brightside all look exactly the same. Like, you, everyone that you think would sing or request Mr. Brightside is exactly who you think he is. 
and it makes me want to punch those people in the face. Well, if you're not familiar with the Killers, they they have a really good uh, live show from uh, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, in England, that's worth a watch if you want to see what they're all about. Mm. But they do. I mean, Mr. Brightside is a part of it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's always going to be. I mean, they're probably finished with that. I would. I would assume every time. Could I leave? Like, could I? Uh, that's like everyone's like waiting for Mr. Brightside, and I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I can't. Well, that. you should just boo. The only and throw one. tomatoes. <laughs> boo. I'm sure that would go over well with. The, yeah, I don't think that the would killer be. people. No, I don't know. Like, do do people that like the killers? Do they I like don't. Mr. Brightside, or do they hate it like I hate it? I don't think they hate it. I just think it's just another. Uh, you know, it was one of their most popular. It was probably it's their most it, popular yes. song. It's their. And piano. you know, most fans of bands they don't like the most popular sure stuff. Or it's not that they don't like it. It's just that it's that's not, their, not their. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand why Billy Joe closes with. Piano Man, I understand why Metallica closes with like Inner Sandman. Like, I, I get that, but there's something about Mr. Brightside that I want to kick in the face. I don't want, just can't handle it. So I'm looking at their set list here. Someone said, What about the Eagles singing Kenny Chesney's Boys of Fall? Now we're talking. That gets me. I love that. That gets me to the sphere. <laughs> Sing along. Yeah, I'm looking at their set list. They closed with it. What would happen if I was forced to choose between Mr. Brightside or Boys of Fall? I think you should choose Mr. Brightside. I think I would have to choose Mr. Brightside. (laughs) It would be tough, but I think I would be forced to swallow that pill. I tell you, it's not a very long set. They, they They played 12 songs. That's it? The other night. Yeah. Yeah, no no encore, nothing. They just played Mr. Brightside and walked off the stage. <laughs> Good night, Springfield. There will be no encore. They did sing Go Your Own Way. I love it when bands do covers. Yes. They sing Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, one of the great parts, like Foo Fighters, uh, Pearl Jam. You always get a good cover. Hey, Foo's doing a big uh, benefit concert. Did Are you they? see that? No. I got my tickets when they come to uh, Providence. They're doing a... Uh, they're opening. I think they're the first concert, if I'm not mistaken, at Providence Park. What's that for... I saw they were doing something, and I thought, yeah, okay, here it is. They, they're raising awareness for affordable health care access. Oh, all right. And I thought that was cool because I'm like, you know, over time, because we were just talking about the uh, We Are the World documentary. Which was really cool. If you haven't seen that, watch it. And then you have, the, of course, the, um, the famous... Live Aid? Yeah, like Live Aid, the, the Freddie Mercury performance. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of others, like over time, those big benefits, mm-hmm. they've been iconic. Absolutely. And so I wonder if, like, I mean, this is, so the Foos are, it's called uh, Power to the Patients, mm-hmm. and it's a nonprofit that calls for price transparency and equitable healthcare access, and they're playing it, it's in D.C., and they're playing this concert on March 5th. Cool. Is it in the, like, the Redskins Stadium, or I guess the Commander Stadium? Is, I don't You're what, canceled. I don't even know what that's called. Is that FedEx Field still? I don't know what the hell I don't is. know where it is, but they'll have Fat Joe, Busta Rhymes, Wyclef Jean, and more. Oh, and it's, right. it's, it's a break from their world tour that well, they're and doing. And Dave's from that area, too, so a little hometown But show. I think that's kind of cool. I wonder if there's going to be more of that. You know, like the benefit shows are... Uh, yeah. You, you know, we're not just playing. We're playing for a cause. Well, and, and hopefully you're raising money and not just awareness. <laughs> I do enjoy when, when bands raise awareness. Well, the money but, goes to the band. <laughs> Don't worry. But we, the awareness goes to the world. Yes, yes. We're not going to donate any money or anything, but we are going to raise so much awareness, you won't even you won't even believe it. One final uh, We Are the World documentary follow-up. Can anybody explain why, and if you haven't seen that, it is tremendous. Yes. The We Are the World documentary called 
the what is it, the greatest night in music? Greatest or night in pop or whatever. Greatest night in pop, I think. And and by the way, Isaac, we were wondering why this had never seen the light of day before. Yeah. Someone texted us and said that they actually released this footage on VHS in '83, but people had just kind of forgotten about it. Oh. So this had been out there, but not no you know, one widely circulated because no one has a VCR. It's possible. Well, back then, you know, it was a little too soon. You needed to let this thing breathe for thirty plus years, and then you know, definitely a more profound impact now. Yeah. Well. I don't know if you noticed, but Dan Aykroyd was in it. Uh-huh. Does anybody know why? Well, remember at the time, the Blues Brothers were kind of a big deal. That's why. He just, you know, was, the Blues Brothers were like a, they were a touring act. So somehow you ended up with well, Dan Aykroyd back there. This says, so I just Googled it, and he said, he was in L.A. meeting with candidates to be his money manager and accidentally walked into the office of a talent manager who had clients committed to the We Are the World recording session, and so the talent manager just invited him. Get right the hell out of town. That's it. Okay. Well, that's kind of badass. Next thing you know, Dan Aykroyd's there. I assumed it was just because of the Blues Brothers. Him and Belushi, although Belushi was probably dead yeah, at that time. They say his involvement in the song was a happy accident. Oh. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> How about that? Right. Yeah, that was so weird. You're watching the vid, and they're all on the risers and everything, and there's Dan Aykroyd. Like, you're looking at all of them. I don't know if you recognized every single person in there. I didn't. They I were didn't either. I had to Google, Yeah. Um, and you can find a full list. And there's some that even after I saw the names, I wasn't. I was like, wait, who's that? I was, I was embarrassed about this, but Carly Simon... Flew right over my head. <laughs> you missed I that did, one. Well, yeah, I did. I was like, "Who's that?" Well, and some of them again. They, there was a bunch of people like up on the risers that you, you know, that didn't sing. Um, yeah, they didn't have solo parts. No, they didn't have solo parts that I had to that that I had to look up. Well, um, little Richard was up there, wasn't he? I don't remember Little Richard. I remember a bunch of the Jackson little brats were up there, like Michael's brothers. Did you see any of them? No. Yeah, they were all weaseling around in the background. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming, again, that was one of those, well, Michael wrote the song, so his brothers were like, hey. Was Janet there? No, I don't think Janet was there, but I'm I'm almost positive that LaToya was there. Huh. LaToya, and then I think, uh, who was the other one? Uh, I think Runday? And there might, what's the other one? Marlon. Yeah, I know. there, there, There were a couple Jackson brothers there that I recognized. Um, the one that I that I it kind of threw me off a little bit was uh, um, the I don't remember uh, Hall and Oates being there at all, and all of a sudden I saw them and I was like, wait, Hall and Oates are involved in this? Well, Hall has a solo part, yeah, but Oates was there too. Yeah, I didn't I didn't <laughs> recognize that. I didn't remember Dionne Warwick because yeah. I think of her as a giant joke because she was Why? well because all she does now is she does like the psychic like. Oh. She's, she's she's greatness, dude. I know, but like I don't even like she was greatness in 1984. She hasn't been great in 20 plus years. I had to look up Al Jarreau. Yeah, he was another one. He had a solo. He was the guy that got all drunk. Yeah, he was getting drunk and was pissing everyone off. I didn't know who that was. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. Or not? I, I said, what did I say? Carly Simon, Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes is the one that I had to. She was standing next to Cindy Lauper. <laughs> You're like, wait, who? Did you recognize her? No. Yeah, that's Kim Carnes. Do should I know Kim Carnes? I honestly don't. There's another one I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, like I said there were a bunch of people when I read through the list that I did not know. Oh, the other one too that I that I didn't realize were the Pointer Sisters were all there. Really? Yeah. Didn't see him. Yeah. Hmm. And then Waylon Jennings walking out was fantastic. Kim Carnes does Betty Davis eyes. Oh, okay. 
I do know She's that song. Got Betty Davis and James Ingram. I didn't know him either. He was on there. I was like, man. Well, no watch way. the documentary. It's cool. Yes. And that's why Dan Aykroyd's in it. It was an accident. All right. Um, got some movie news coming up. It's 623 on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, I've got some movie news for you bros right now. I'm sorry. A couple of things to tell you about. One is that... The Naked Gun is being rebooted. No, no. Really? Why? Come on! Don't do that. Yep, that's that's what they're going to do. Oh, gosh. Rest in peace, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, he he died a long time ago. I feel like he's been super dead for a while. Uh, 20... Like, he died in the 2000s. Well, yeah, of course he did. Uh, tw- 2013. 2010. Okay. Super dead. Better part of a decade. And How a old was he? Was he young? Did 84 he die? Four years of age. Oh, he's older than I thought. Dude, he—you can't do those movies without him. I know. He, he was greatness. You go back and look at him in Airplane, and just he was he one just, of a kind. Yes, the just the deadpan. Yeah, the stoic nature. Like you just—you can't replace <laughs> that. Yeah, they're gonna reboot it. <laughs> nice um, Beaver. <laughs> dude, those so, movies are. Freaking genius. They really are. There's so many good bits, and I will never, anytime there is a national anthem that goes a little <laughs> sideways, I to this day, if someone misses a note, immediately I point out Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> right. And the bombs in the air. <laughs> 
God, he, yeah, those is, things are great. he is just wonderful. Well, wait till you hear who's playing Leslie Nielsen's character. Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm worried it's going to be someone like Jack Black. I um, actually think Jack Black would be better than this guy. I don't know why I Jack thought Jack Black's of, great. I don't know why I thought of Jack Black. Yeah, but I don't want to see him in as Frank Drebin. Lieutenant Frank will be played by Liam Neeson. What? <laughs> what? Yes. No. Yes. What? I'm not kidding. How? And Neeson said, he said... His quote is, it's been dawning on me slowly that for the past 35 years I've been cast against type, and I'm finally getting to do what I really want to do. What, he wanted to do the naked gun? I guess he's got that side of him he wants to show. Really? So I guess we'll give him a shot. He's greatness, Neeson, in his own right, but it's, it doesn't seem like a fit, does it? No. Has he ever done comedy? Well, that's, I think he just said he's but- been... He had a career resurgence because he used to be like he was like in Rob Roy, he was like a serious actor, and then he did like Taken, and now every movie he's done over the last twenty years is him. It's the same staring at someone while threatening to to murder them. I know. Like what else has he done? Well, I'm going to send you guys a clip. Uh, he did something with Ricky Gervais and Warwick Davis on a show called Life's Too Short, and he tried to be funny, pretending to be. Improv, uh, improv comedian, and he wasn't getting it at all, and it was really effing funny. So I, I will send that to you. Wait, it was really funny. It was really good. It was funny. So like, it was funny Lee- because he was he was dry, and they were asking him to be funny, and he couldn't. But he but he got it. Huh. The only thing I remember. Wait, at all- wait, wait. I'm confused. <laughs> was he Liam good Neeson or was, not good? He was great, but he was playing himself. Serious Liam Neeson. Okay. Hmm. The only one that I can, the only thing I can remotely think of is he was in Ted 2, and he did a bit where uh, he played Liam Neeson trying to buy tricks, and he, he thought that <laughs> he thought that tricks were just for kids and that he was not allowed to buy them. Tricks are for kids. I that was right in the ad. Yeah, <laughs> Buck, will you go go pull that? Go pull the 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 from Ted 2. Go pull him buying a box of tricks. You shouldn't have to edit it or anything. Okay. And, like, that's the only thing. But he's not doing comedy. He's just doing, well, he's doing himself buying. He's like him playing the character from Taken trying to buy <laughs> a box of tricks. So the script is by a, a guy by the name of Dan Greger. And he wrote Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, I remember that show. And he is. That was part of the Disney afternoon that I watched as a kid. Yeah, Tailspin was on there, too. Yeah. He uh, is Darkwing teaming. Duck. He is teaming with director Akiva Schaefer, who did Hot Rod. Oh, well, I will say this. Hot Rod rules. Hot Hot Rod is sneaky, like, all-time underrated comedy. Hot Rod is amazing. And that's the first thing that Andy Samberg did after he left SNL. And Bill Hader's in it, and uh, Danny McBride, uh, who's a, is it Isla Fisher? Uh, It's an absolute dumpster fire, but it's a dumpster fire in the most glorious way. Like, I love that movie. Well, they're going to release the Naked Gun reboot in July of 2025. Huh. So, get ready for Liam ne- funny Liam Neeson. Well, I guess he was, someone is saying he was in A Million Ways to Die in the West, Seth MacFarlane, which I don't, I never saw that. Neeson was? Yeah, I guess he played one of the bad guys in that, but I, I don't, I've seen bits and pieces of that, but uh, I never actually, 
never actually sat and watched it. So I don't know. Eh? Give him a chance, I, I guess. I give him a chance. It's just that's such an iconic character. It just seems weird. Seems weird. All right, up next, uh, there is a film that's coming out that has people talking. Here's Buck. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. More almond roca in my mouth. So tasty. You can't help it. I can't. It is pretty addictive. They're so good. There's like, there's like nine different types of roca in there. Peppermint roca, dark roca. It's a lot of roca. I like the dark roca. Of course you do. <laughs> there's no white roca. <laughs> hey, uh, one more bit of movie news for you guys. Yeah. For you bros out there. I haven't seen a movie in forever. In Broland? Hell no. What? You're like movie guy. I know. Well, I just haven't been. What? The last movie I saw in the theater was probably uh, Godzilla Minus One, which was excellent. And well, are we getting a lull here because of... Uh, I heard Godzilla was great. Yeah, the new Godzilla is really good. Yeah, that's what somebody told me. Well done. Uh, are we getting a lull here because of the... Like, nothing was made for a couple of years? It's or, possible. Or a year and... I don't know. It just feels like a... I don't know. The theater thing... It's not really a thing anymore. I know, and that bums me out. Like, because I love going to movies, and and like when I stop going, like then I'm like, ah, it's it's yeah. Like, even the- Big Souk is not going to the movies. Yeah, theaters are, uh, are, are are certainly dying off. But like we we show you like when you put together like Spider Man did a couple bill the new Top Gun Maverick. I mean, when you put something good, I just feel like like no. There was I read an article a little uh, not too many months ago where they said that the problem is is that there's only two types of movies that are being made. One is the small budget movie and, and people are just streaming those. Yep. Like they, they did the new roadhouse. Uh, and that there's comes, a new roadhouse. There's a new roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Gyllenhaal is, is, uh, Dalton. Oh my God. And actually like the, the preview of it looks really good. It actually, that I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised and kind of excited for it, but they made that movie like on a $60 million budget. And it was made for the theaters, and then Amazon was like, "No, like we're not. They just we're putting it on on Amazon Prime." And the filmmaker was like, "Well, this is crap. Like we made this movie for that, but they're saying now that there is no more mid-budget movie. You either make a movie that costs no money at all, or you make a movie like the crappy Marvel movies, and even those are bombing now because you can release them to international audiences and and try to make huge profits off of them. So the for they said for the you know the last forty years the mid level movie like Silence of the Lambs they said a movie like Silence of the Lambs would never get a theater release anymore. Mm. They said it's it's that mid budget so you either now making movies that cost less than ten million on a shoestring budget or you have a, a two hundred million dollar budget and those aren't 
great storytelling movies. Those have to be stupid, uh, you know, big Transformer, Harry Potter-like movies. And so there's a lot of people like me. I don't want to see superhero movies. And I don't mind the low-budget stuff, but my bread and butter was Oppenheimer. You know, that was a... Is that streaming yet? uh, Yeah, I think it's on... They were talking about it during the Super Bowl that it's streaming on Peacock, maybe? Oh, it is? Good. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it. And so they're saying, like, when you make a mid-level movie like that, look, it can have a lot of success. And they're saying that even that just isn't, it's not moving the... the it's not making them enough money? Yeah. Because the even though that made a bunch of money, huh. they're like, it's 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 not as bankable, and those are the, the rare examples. And so that's, I, I think, as anything, to me, that's killing movies as much as anything else. <clears throat> Have you heard about this uh, trailer that's out for Civil War? Civil War. Heard about that yet? I don't think I have. Well, the premise is this. So it's Alex Garland. He's the writer director. Mm-hmm. And the first trailer is out and the plot, they're kind of keeping it under wraps, but the trailer sort of uh gives us a few answers. Mm-hmm. And it's that 19 states have seceded and the US Army has ramped up activity and they refer to Western forces of California and Texas, as well as the Florida Alliance. Interesting. Yeah. Consider- Does that get you? Uh- no, it doesn't, because it's going to give people a lot of ideas. <laughs> like they, like when they take surveys, they say like forty or fifty percent of the country believes that a civil war is going to happen. And by the way, I would like any one of these dip s's, and you know who you are out there. Where would you like the line to be drawn? You know, they're, like where would you like that north, south, east, west line drawn? I'm just. I'm intrigued by that. It's like these people that want to succeed or secede from the union. Uh, cool. Uh, Mississippi, en- enjoy uh, having no federal funds. Like, you're the poorest state in the country. Like, just some of this stuff, just that's the only thing about this is that people are going to watch this. There's going to be a certain group of people that are like, yeah, <laughs> these guys got it right. Screw them. Snowflakes. So guess who plays the president of the United States? <laughs> Terry Crews. <laughs> President, Terry Crews. He was in Idiocracy. He was the president. Oh. President Camacho. No, it's Nick Offerman. Really? Yeah. So this is a serious. They're they're making this yeah. serious. And Kirsten Dunst is the uh, is a journalist. Huh. And there is and, a, and there, the clip's pretty intense. There, all right. Well, now I kind of want to see this. Yeah. See, like these are the sorts of movies like that can to me can get me to go to a a movie theater. In fact, I saw one today. I saw a preview, and it made my uh, movie pants tight. And people are going to hate it because it killed Yellowstone. Remember, Kevin Costner killed Yellowstone because he wanted to go oh, make... Yeah. He had a movie. What's the movie? Uh, I think it's called Horizon. Um, yeah. Or maybe American Horizon. It's Kevin Costner's new big uh, Western sequel. Or re- Western... Uh, not sequel, but um, just like like epic. It's a, a big sweeping like Dances with Wolves. And it looks amazing. I saw the like a two-minute trailer for it today. And there's a ton of people um, that are in it, um, and it's just it's I like yeah it's just called Horizon, and it looks incredible. Into theaters, yeah, into theaters, and that's why he left. It's got uh, it's got Costner, Sienna Miller, Sam Worthington, mm. uh, Jiviana, uh is it Ribsy, uh, Michael Rooker. Wait, are you talking about Giovanna Ribisi? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I forget Close. what his yeah. There's he's a great actor. Yeah, there's a ton of, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's got a really good cast, and it just looked, 
it looked amazing. Again, it's just a big Western sequel, and he wanted to go make that, and, and Yellowstone was like, no, you need to stay here and film. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to go do my own thing. So Civil War will be released into theaters and IMAX everywhere April 26th. Well, now I want to... Uh... I kind of want to check that out. See, though, there's movies like that, and like Horizon, or it sounds like that. Uh, John Wick was a big movie for the theaters. Like those movies, I know people think I'm, I'm like crazy. Like, oh, why do you go to the movies? Those are so much better when you see them on the big screen. Like, if you go see Top Gun Maverick, which I thought was by far the best movie uh, of the pre-pandemic, is everything you could want out of a movie was better than the original. That is, you will not view that the same way if you watch that at home. I don't care what your home theater setup is. There is something great about seeing that. When I went and saw that in the theater, people were cheering. There were people crying at the end. Like, that's just, it's, it's a better experience. It's like saying you never need to go to a live sporting event because you have a great setup at home. And I get it. You know, it's expensive and, and there's traffic and all that. But there's just, there's something about seeing those big epic westerns or war movies uh, go watch anything that Christopher Nolan did and watch that in a theater versus at home and tell me there's not a difference. All right, coming up next, I don't know. Something. It's going to be cool, though. I got to get out of here. I got a Winterhawks game to go to. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. I may just leave. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll be back, maybe, to wrap it up <laughs> next on The Fan. I can confirm I watched the trailer for the Civil War movie. Yeah. Dude, what that do thing think? looks intense. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna bug me though. Yeah, that movie is gonna that, that'll leave a mark because it's it it's gonna be realistic. Well, don't watch it. Well, I will because I I love <laughs> big epic movies like that. That will be a movie that will leave a, a mark. What's just, the one? Isn't uh, Joaquin Phoenix is doing one coming up too? It's kind of an epic, mm. isn't he? Like Napoleon or something like that? Yeah, that already came and went. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you. I think that's already out where he played Napoleon. Spoken like a man with two little kids. Clearly, <laughs> hey, I've watched two Best Picture nominees this year. What, what are which the, ones? What are the best picture nominees? Oh, there's like now they do a bunch. Yeah, they now do like a nine bunch. or ten. Um, I watched the holdovers, which was really good, but um, it was in that very low budget category. Paul Giamatti's a boarding school professor, and yeah. then I watched Anatomy of a Fall, which was uh, very different. It was uh, I don't know. It was kind of odd and abstract. Killers of the Flower Moon. That was okay, but my God, was that thing long? Three hours and thirty minutes. I needed that. I liked it, but it wasn't. I don't know. It, it was, wasn't that great. It was a movie that uh, I'm. I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm watching that. I watched once, and I yeah. never need to see it again. Leo's good in it. Yes. Uh, Barbie Oppenheimer Maestro with Bradley Cooper. That's good. That's another one of those that uh, I'll see once and I'll never see again. American Fiction. Never saw American Fiction. The Zone of Interest. Nope. Poor Things and Past Lives. Yeah, some of those I haven't seen. And then the two that Buck mentioned. The the best one for me by far would be Oppenheimer. I thought Oppenheimer was amazing. I haven't seen it yet, but plan to. That was another one that really left it. And that was like I said, they just some movies like leave uh, a mark, and that was that was me. And I had read. I mean, I knew about it. Um, I knew his story. I just I left the theater and I was watching it with my gal who's Japanese, and that was a whole other ball game when we were watching that together. And uh, like I said, it's one of those that I immediately went out and I got the book that it was at the end. It says based on the book American Prometheus. And I was like, well, that's the next thing I'm reading. And so I hope that wins because that really is. They, they do a phenomenal job with that. Is that is that Christopher Nolan, too? Yeah. Did he do Oppenheimer? Yeah. 
he's become one of those directors for me that if he if he does it like Tarantino's uh, is one of those uh, Christopher Nolan like if you're doing it I'm I'm gonna watch it. I'll well, give what's you, his worst movie? Christopher Nolan? Yeah, I mean, like he's probably got to have at least. He's never one. done anything bad, has he? <laughs> we'll see if you think he's got like a like he. Does directed, he have a dud out there? I was wondering, did he, did he like do Garfield? <laughs> hey, <laughs> take it easy on Garfield. <laughs> I just would be interested to know if he, if like you said, does he have a stinker somewhere Here's on? Here's a the, list of his movies ranked. Number well, he's twelve, and the and number twelve is called Following from 1998. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. It's like a low-budget porno flick. You're like, Christopher Nolan? Insomnia is number 11. I liked Insomnia. That was the one where they were up in Alaska. That was... Uh, uh, Robin Williams was the bad guy in that. The Dark Knight Rises. Again, those are all great movies. Batman Begins. Yep. Tenet. Tenet? Mem- yeah. I'm trying to remember what ten- Tenet was. That was supposed to be kind of a mind-bender. It was pretty recent. Uh, maybe two or three years ago? I don't remember that. Yeah, it's from 2020. Huh. Uh, Memento is seven. Inception six. Interstellar five. By the way, Memento. Again, if you haven't seen it, uh, kind of one of those cult classes. Watch Memento. Phenomenal. The Prestige. Very is good. Four. The Dark Knight. Three. Oppenheimer. Two. And number one. The the nineteen. Uh, right. The what? What is it? The nineteen. The, the war movie. I forget what the, the actual... 1917? Is it 1917? It's called Dunkirk. Oh, Dunkirk. Oh, was, 1917 was another one. According but. to this, this, that's his best film. In Dunkirk, again, is amazing. That's the true story of saving the, the fleet over in, in Britain in World War II, which, again, phenomenal. So he just doesn't do bad... He doesn't do bad work. He can do no wrong, in my opinion. Did, maybe he didn't direct the... Was it 1917? Maybe he didn't direct that. I thought he did. If you go by Rotten Tomatoes, Tenet is last. Okay. Only 69%. Following, which the other one from Vulture ranked last, is 84%. Hmm. Those and, are the two worst. And by the way, yeah, 1970, I thought that was Nolan. That's uh, Sam Menendez that did that. So I stand corrected. Idiot. So stupid. Can't believe it. And he's the one that did, like, American Beauty and uh, Revolutionary Road, did a couple of the uh, Bond flicks. Road to Perdition, really good. Another great director. There's hot movie talk for you guys. Look up the uh, look up the Horizon trailer with uh, um, Kevin Costner. Looks really good, and they're doing it in like two parts because it's like you know he makes these big long epic yeah. ones. They're releasing like chapter one, and then like a month or two later they're doing chapter two. So they're putting them out at the same time, hmm. but in two separate parts. Although you know he he didn't want to have a six hour movie, and he didn't want to cut it down. All right, uh, coming up next, I don't know, but I do know Something. that the Ducks. And the Beavers are playing tonight, but not for till like at seven thirty. Right? Well, the pregame's at seven thirty, so I don't know what we're going to get for a half an hour. Will Ortner's here; he may just do thirty minutes by himself. It's possible. Solo Will Ortner will not be happening for the next half hour. It's just going to be a little bit of ESPN radio. All right. Well, I got the big Winter Hawks moose jaw tilt that I got to get to. Go Hawks! That's right. Battle of the two seeds. So that's uh, that's coming up next. We're back tomorrow, three to seven on the thing night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.